Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, a crowd-supported, crowd-driven feature where we respond to your questions on everything from history to culture, political philosophy, geopolitics, all those things that matter to us in our life together as citizens. And today's question comes from Janine, and she says that thanks to Patrick Moore, a co-founder of Greenpeace, who is a voice for sanity in discussions of environmental questions, she discovered Alex Epstein's book, The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. And she said she thought Epstein's book was excellent on all kinds of issues surrounding climate change, but that she was uncomfortable with his recommendation of widespread use of nitrogen as a simple fertilizer that reduces agriculture's footprint. And she said, Somehow, people have the impression in the modern debate that if you question global warming, you don't care about pollution at all. And she says that both sides seem to bear some burden for creating this impression and asks, what should we do about it? And I think the first thing we should do about it is exactly what she just did. Challenge that presupposition. If somebody who is an alarmist on global warming hears that you are uneasy about the science or have questions about the policy and they say, oh, well, then you don't care about the planet, don't get rude, but be firm and say, no, that's not true at all. That doesn't follow in the least. I'm very concerned about the environment. I am absolutely determined to be a responsible steward of creation, but I think you've got your facts wrong. There's something wrong with your logic. You keep making these hysterical claims year after year. Your predictions are not borne out. I have every right to question your presentation without you questioning my motives. On the other hand, if you run into somebody who is skeptical about global man-made global warming or, or is fed up with environmental shrillness generally because sometimes people kind of get driven off their balance by the fact that people on the other side seem themselves to be unbalanced and they start talking, oh, we don't care about the environment. Let's just pave it all. You know, don't, don't, don't let irritation overwhelm judgment. Don't become the caricature that they think that you are. In my documentary, The Environment, A True Story, which is a sustained refutation of this whole man-made global warming thesis, looking back you know, a thousand years and 5,000, 12,000, 5 million, 50 million, 500 million, reviewing the evidence in considerable detail and the reasoning to say, no, no, it's just not true that there is any sort of reason for believing that human beings are causing the planet to overheat. I stress that one of the problems with this whole global warming scare is that it is distracting us from other pressing environmental problems, of which there are a great many, including things like plastic in the oceans, and also the one that Janine brings up. What about overuse of fertilizers? What about this whole question of factory farming, of monoculture, of all the kinds of things we are doing in agriculture that are very non-organic? So one of the things I think we have to be aware of, and this is across public policy, but it certainly comes up in environmentalism, is this assumption of what I'm just going to call the left. I know people quibble about terminology, but I think it's a very sound term. It points to a coherent set of attitudes and beliefs. On the left, there's far too much emphasis on good intentions as opposed to good methods with this dark side corollary that if you question their methods, they assume right away that your intentions are bad and they attack your character. How can we possibly have a civilized debate when accusations are flying that you're, you just care, you don't care, you're a monster, you want to see women and minorities suffer, you want to see the planet destroyed? You know, there may be a few people in this world who are genuinely malevolent, but most people are simply, if they're wrong, they're simply confused. And then I think people also have to guard against the tendency to get so irritated with what they're hearing, which they think is nonsense, or which they think is malevolent, that they 
themselves lose their patience. So let's always remember here in public debate, when you're arguing with somebody who's very firmly convinced of something that you don't believe, it's going to be difficult, maybe impossible to convince them, no matter how well you argue and how right you are. But what you can do is persuade the people listening to the debate, either that your side is correct or at the very least that your side deserves some attention that it hasn't other been getting, that it's been treated as disreputable. Let them first think, well, maybe it's reputable but wrong, and then maybe they'll start to realize, hey, I'm not sure it's wrong either. And so to come back to this whole global warming issue, if you can test man-made global warming, you are very likely to be accused of being indifferent to the fate of the planet. And when you run into politicians and others who say, well, I think it's real, but I don't think we should do anything about it, they cast themselves in that role. What do you mean? How could you say we shouldn't do anything about it? That, to me, is the most untenable view of all. I call this rallying around the white flag. But if you say, look, I don't buy the man-made global warming alarmism. I don't think it's as bad as you say, or I don't think human beings are really influencing climate. You say, oh, you don't care about the planet? You say, of course I care about the planet. How could I not care about the planet? I'm very concerned about preserving ecosystems, about plants and animals, about the need for human beings to live in and with nature and not just despoil the place. But that doesn't mean that I have to believe everything that anybody says that's wrapped in green. And from there, you can insist on having a civilized discussion or else the person stomps off and you find someone more reasonable to talk to. So this phrase so old, it's in Latin, you know, suaviter in modo, fortiter in re. That is to be pleasant in manner, but firm on substance. So you don't lose your cool, don't start shouting, don't start snarling or sneering, don't start acting like what your enemies think you are, but say, I'm absolutely determined to protect the environment. I am determined to think things through. I don't believe this scare. I'm worried about that problem. I'm prepared to talk about even this whole question of fertilizer. How bad is nitrogen? I'm prepared to have a civilized discussion, but I won't be driven out by insults. I won't be driven into in trading insults, and I won't give up until I found the right way to protect the earth because we do have a profound responsibility to do so, to use our hearts and our heads to protect the nature of which we are a part and without which we cannot live and of which I believe we are indeed stewards. If you're enjoying Ask the Professor and you'd like to submit a question of your own, this URL will take you to the right place on my website. And remember, we don't just depend on you for questions, but also for financial support. This and virtually everything else that I do is crowdfunded. So if you want to make a contribution monthly or one-off, click here. And again, it will take you to the spot on my website where you can do that. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.